Good morning and welcome to today's last edition of the Moving Markets podcast this year. It is the 23rd of December today. My name is Roman Canziani. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer and your host for today's program, during which we'll hear our specialists rhyming on the year in currencies, as well as talking about why centralized exchanges are important for the access to crypto markets. But before that, I will quickly delve into the rather grumpy markets and give you an update on what has happened over the past hours. Stocks in Europe and the US ended the day broadly lower yesterday due to generally better than expected US data, validating the US Federal Reserve's assertion that the economy is actually rather robust and can withstand further tightening action. Uh, initial jobless claims rose less than forecast, underscoring the strength in the labor market. Third quarter US GDP was revised up to 3.2% from 2.9% and personal consumption data came in much higher than expected. Consequently, short-dated US Treasury yields climbed and stocks fell. While the stock market ended lower, it closed the day off its lows. The S&P 500 index was down by 1.4% with no sector posting a positive performance on the day. Worst hit were consumer discretionary, tech and energy all down by more than 2%. US Treasury yields rose, with the two-year gaining about five basis points uh, to 4.27 and the 10-year up by two basis points, trading at 3.69 this morning. Asian markets couldn't escape the Grinch overnight, and uh, data there have also not been very supportive for traders. Japan's key inflation gauge accelerated to the fastest pace since 1981, fueling speculation that the Bank of Japan will surprise markets again, normalizing its monetary policy further. News out of China have also not been very supportive. High frequency data there show that it seems that COVID infections are keeping people home causing a slump in travel and economic activity. Hong Kong listed tech shares are leading the falls with the relevant index heading for its sixth drop in seven days this morning. Still, futures for Europe are currently in the green after the bad day yesterday as investors await data on GDP in Spain and later on a slew of data from the US, including the PC deflated numbers, uh, the Federal Reserve's ferry gauge to measure inflation developments. That's it on the Markets Wrap today. And now, let's hear what Tim Gege, our Head of FX and PM Solutions Geneva, has to say about the year in currencies and metals. And as it's nearly Christmas, uh, you wrap up the year in a poem, I understand. The floor is yours. Thank you, Roman. Good morning, everyone. If I would have told you on January 1st that this year was going to be just the worst, you'd have looked at me, laughed and said, Tim, me old son, get a grip. Covid's over, it's time for some fun. But then Russia's he who must not be named hit the scene. The Grinch who stole Christmas isn't half as mean. And in FX, you really were going to be sore if you didn't buy dollars and then buy some more. Stocks were a bust. Gold turned to junk. Think we all felt like saying, screw it, let's get drunk. In the UK, we had the car crash that was Truss, who canny quasied her mate under the bus. Now, Rishi's in charge with his mate Jeremy Hunt. I'm not rhyming that one, though. I really just can't. Year-end brought a rally, the euro is rocking, like a European minister, stick some in your stocking. England won the World Cup with the great Chloe Kelly. Then for France-Argentina, I nearly turned off the teddy, because, as much as I love watching sport, as an Englishman, who was I supposed to support? Our prospects for 2023 is exciting. Let's all hope we soon see an end to the fighting. On the desk, we still think the dollar's on the way out, 
and too many might even taste worse than a sprout. Time to carve up the turkey or maybe the goose, pull open a cracker and finally let loose. I hope that my rhymes brought a smile to your face and I'll see you all next year, same time and same place. Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you very much, Tim. I think that uh, wraps it up nicely. Uh, next on the show this morning is Carson Menke, our head of Next Generation Research, with an update on the centralized crypto exchange Binance. Uh, please go ahead, Carson. Yeah, thank you very much, Roman, and good morning. Well, in crypto markets, it's uh, not driving home for Christmas, but calming down for Christmas, uh, at least from a price perspective. But as you alluded to, the focus of the crypto world during the past few weeks has been on Binance, which, as you know, is the world's largest centralized exchange and also a big custody platform. Data from blockchain analytics company Nansen shows that Binance's reserves have dropped to around 55 billion as of late, which compares to a peak of around 70 billion. The data also shows an overwhelming number of withdrawals from Binance with hardly any deposits. Hence, we've seen quite some outflows from Binance since the FTX collapse as scrutiny around centralized exchanges and custody solutions has been growing. All right, Carson, but that looks like people fear that Binance could suffer the same fate as FTX. Yes, indeed. I mean, there is some fear in the market about Binance at the moment, but I would say it has calmed already again. Where do these fears come from? Well, it's not just the parallels to FTX. Um, these fears were likely triggered by a report from an audit company called Mazars uh, some time ago, and a subsequent temporary pausing of withdrawals of the second largest stablecoin USDC by Binance. Interestingly, that audit report has meanwhile been removed and Mazars has stopped working for crypto companies. Meanwhile, Binance founder and CEO also admitted that they have not been in talks with a big four accounting firm, while also stating that well, following the FTX collapse, many reputable accounting companies are reluctant to work with crypto businesses for fear of future reputational damage. So this is not easy. Huh? Uh, he continues to emphasize, however, that all deposits on Binance are backed one-to-one -one in US dollars without any leverage, that its capital structure is debt-free, and that it has never commingled customer funds, well, at least. As a centralized exchange, Binance needs to enable trading of a lot of different coins and tokens, but they need to have the majority of their reserves in Bitcoin and Ethereum, as well as stable coins. This is because in risk off times, such as this year, most users would trade their crypto holdings into stable coins to preserve value. At the moment, Binance has more than half of its reserves in stable coins. Right, Carson, but tell me, why do we need centralized exchanges such as Binance in the crypto world? Well, that's very simple. If you want to enter the world of crypto at the moment, you need to use such a centralized exchange to turn your money into crypto. Once you are in crypto, you can then use decentralized exchanges such as Uniswap, PancakeSwap or SushiSwap. So centralized entities like exchanges are bound to continue playing a critical role in the crypto world, but they need to regular full body checkups in our view and a willingness to be subjected to regulation to assure users. All right, I understand. But what does this mean for the markets then? Well, I think it's quite simple, Roman. So confidence needs to be restored after this year. A lot of confidence has been crushed. And as we all know, restoring confidence is a lengthy process. Hence, we still do not see a rapid recovery in cryptos, but we do believe in the underlying blockchain technology. Okay, thank you very much, Carson. As I said in the beginning, this is the last episode of Moving Markets this year. However, 
we will use this channel over the whole holiday period to provide you with short snippets from other podcasts recorded here at Julius Baer. So you can look forward to some rather surprising quotes, insights and thoughts about the current investment environment. With that, we conclude today's episode of the Mumi Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again soon. The next regular Moving Markets podcast will be published on Monday, the 9th of January, 2023. All the best, take care, and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.